Hello and welcome to the Veterans Career Compass. Where we meet with employers, veterans, military spouses, and those in the community to share their stories. I'm Rich Commons. And I'm Jana Toner, and we're with American Corporate Partners. The Veteran Mentorship Program for Meaningful Employment. We'll be talking about employment and learning opportunities, stories of growth and success, and tactics to make your transition into the corporate world a little easier. Thanks for tuning in. We're talking about overcoming challenges on the journey to meaningful employment. I'm Rich Comet, Senior Vice President and Chief of Staff at ACP. As we close on National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month, we're going to get real about mental health and the challenges of transitioning. On a scale of mental health, obviously, suicide is on one extreme, but we recognize that there are many other mental states before or leading up to that uh, that, we're, that we think are important to discuss. We know that there's a lot of stress and anxiety during transition. I felt it personally, and uh, we're going to hear uh, from our panelists about it as well. Our hope is that no matter where you're at on that scale of mental health, that uh, our discussion today will let you know that you're not alone and that there are ways to improve. Uh, ACP recognizes that a successful transition and meaningful employment is on the journey to good mental health, and meaningful employment can really impact a person and their family's lives. So today we're going to talk about some of the uh, some people talk to some people that have been through it and have made it to the other side. I look forward to hearing their stories and gaining insights on how others can also make a successful transition and hopefully end up in the in a better mental state. I'm also excited to uh, show you that I'm joined by another ACP member, uh, ACP's Vice President of Military Engagement, Leslie Coffey. I've asked, I've asked her to provide her perspective uh, as a representative from the, the military family community, uh, because we know that uh, often whenever a service member is going through something, it, it affects the family as well. So thank you, Leslie, for being here. Um, before we get started, I wanted to remind everybody that this will be recorded and uh, remain on our LinkedIn site and as well as our website. So if you want to watch it again or share it with someone that you think it'll help, please do. Um, if you have any questions, please put them in the chat. We'll get to them a little bit later in the broadcast. And uh, this will also be uh, featured as one of our podcasts in the future weeks coming up. So now I'm going to ask our panelists to introduce themselves. I'm going to first start with Leslie, but uh, Matt and Kevin, uh, by the way, are both ACP protégés. So I'm excited to hear from them. So Leslie, I don't know who doesn't know who you are, but can you just humor us and let us know? Hi, Rich. Uh, thanks so much for the opportunity to represent spouses and families in the transition. Uh, my name is Leslie Coffey. I've been a, a military spouse for 27 years, and I'm also the VP of Military Engagement for ACP. But Rich, don't forget, I'm an alumna. Yes, I'm an alumna of the program, and my mentor is instrumental in my growth. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation because I've been in transition for almost 15 years, which is why you alluded to that I'm ancient and a lot of people know me. All those conversations, it's really what we're going to talk about today is what I hear most frequently. So I'm very grateful for this conversation. Thanks. Matt, can you introduce yourself? Sure can, Rich. Uh, my name is Matt Taylor. Uh, I just recently retired after 20 years of active duty service uh, with the Army National Guard. 
I'm happily married and have uh, seven kids. And I was also joined in military service. Uh, five of my younger brothers also have served or are serving in the Army still. Oh, that's great. Kevin, how about you? Well, I'm Kevin Lenz. Uh, just, you know, freshly retired out um, a couple months ago. Um, been a long time coming, you know. <laughs> uh, so after after 22 years, it was it was definitely hard to kind of separate myself. So, um, but yeah, you know, I, I I had a successful transition with ACP, and uh, now I'm a Tesla employee, and I, I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm lucky enough to have uh, Damian Kuzma uh, as my uh, uh, mentor, and you know, it was just, just amazing. Thanks, Kevin. And uh have to tell everybody, I met Kevin, geez, 20-some uh, years ago. Uh, he was a, I was uh, the company commander. Uh, he was a uh, mechanic, and he was the uh, – this was his first duty assignment. So it's great to see Kevin uh, from the beginning of his military career to his post-military career. So it's pretty – I'm pretty proud of him. Um, but, you know, I wanted to kind of – talk a little bit about with you guys uh you know usually uh, when you are getting ready to transition there's kind of more time to think about things that happen throughout your military career kind of things bubble up uh people during the military a lot of times don't seek uh help because uh whether they're too proud or they think you know there's a stigma associated with it which i hope is is getting much better now but either way there's there's this kind of tough attitude. And, and it's usually during the transition when people start really reflecting on their military career and, and how things went. Um, so I know for me that happened when I was transitioning, but I, I'd love to hear from you all um, kind of before we talk about your actual transition, but what was your mental state leaving the military? So how did, how were you feeling? Were you, were you in that same reflective mindset and what, what were you thinking about? So I don't know, Kevin, you want to go first? <clears throat> Pardon me. Sure. So leaving the military, you know, when I finally made the decision to retire, uh, you know how they always say, you know, you've had enough when you've had enough. And I pretty much on uh, over a weekend, I'm like, I was a month out from pinning uh, CW4. I'm like, you know what? I'm done. And I, I dropped, I did my entire retirement packet over the weekend, dropped it. Uh, I was just done. Then I realized, oh man, I have no plan. I, I, reflecting back, I honestly never thought I would either make it to retirement or survive to retirement because just the nature of what we do. So realizing that not only do I have no plan, I'm, I'm highly qualified for a lot of stuff, but that's you know a shotgun blast out of dartboard. You know, you're going to hit everything or nothing. Um, and Realizing that I had a bunch of uh, unresolved issues, you know, some uh, some toxic behaviors, you know, that I didn't want to bring into the civilian life. So all in all, it was not great. Yeah, I I, I can relate with you. I mean, I, I for me personally, I had pretty good looking credentials on paper, and people say you'll know you'll have no problem getting a job, and I was like it still was pretty darn stressful, but thanks for that, Kevin. I appreciate you sharing. Uh, Matt, how about you? Where, where were you at when you were getting ready to get out? Well, uh, 
anybody that serves in the military or has friends or family at a certain military knows that it's a it's a challenging uh, process. There's there's nothing easy about being in the military, and the longer somebody's in, the more that they're probably going to have faced challenges, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. It just challenges on so many levels. And then if you add a family in there as well, that's just another challenge. You know, you're gone everywhere. You're doing these things. And then, you know, you're going to Iraq, you're going to Afghanistan, you're responding to hurricanes or fires or floods, whatever the, the mission might be. So you're you're going all these places trying to uh, keep yourself together, you know, keep your your soldiers or whoever's assigned to you together and to help them keep focused on the mission. But uh, there's so much to, to process and to do. So, yeah, you can't help but uh, feel stressed at times or trying to deal with all those challenges that you're facing. And then, of course, we've We've all experienced that part too, where we have friends or family members that uh, that that are gone now, that didn't didn't come home, you know, for for whatever reason, whether it was an accident, uh, combat, or whatever the situation may have occurred. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of challenges that come from for serving the military. And uh, after 20 years, I had realized that it, for me, it was a time for a for a change. Yeah, hey, Leslie, I'd love to hear the the perspective that you you hear from a lot of the military family members because I know. As Matt alluded to, right, you're, there's a lot of uh, sacrifice the families have to make both while you're in the military, but during this time of transition, I would imagine it's pretty darn tough, too. Yeah, I think, um, you know, on the spouse and family side, what I hear most often is just the uncertainty of it, the uncertainty, and then also the pressure when you're selecting where it's going to be your next location. As on the family side of the house, you always just put up with it wherever the military sent you and then you made that home. But this time, if you messed it up, it was kind of you almost owned it. So just all of the uncertainty uh, in, and then another thing when you, you really taught, hit on at the beginning, when you were talking about when you're pulling back from that active role, when you're pulling out of that position, a lot of spouses I talk to, their service member is not only losing some of that identity, but also it does give them time for some things to settle and then other things flowing in. So we hear a lot of that in a spouse, spouse retired space and, and families. And for us, it's how do we help? You know, we, we feel a little bit helpless at times because we're witnessing, but may not be, we may not have the tools or, you know, the um, expertise to do the right things. Yeah, I can understand that. And, and it's even hard to put a, put our, ourselves in those positions to, to realize what, what, what we're doing to other people sometimes. All right. So you kind of alluded to it a little bit, uh, I think, Kevin, but uh, I'll start with Matt this time just to give, give you a break. But um, so initially, how confident were you uh, when you, when you were about to transition? Were you like, I got this, no problem. I'll have a job tomorrow. Or were you, uh, you know, was there some doubt? Well, initially, right out of the gate, yeah, I felt 100% confident. Um, and, you know, like I kind of mentioned a little bit before, uh, when we went to TAPS, I went to uh, uh, an Air Force base. So there's a lot of, uh, we ended up with some Navy ants, a lot of uh, people from the Air Force over there. And I kind of find myself encouraging them at first, you know, hey, you know, we're military, we can handle anything. You know, we've got all this experience doing, you know, a million different things that nobody trained us to do, but we figured out a way to get it done. But uh, quickly as it went further on into my transition, I'm like, oh, man, what did I get myself into? This isn't anything what I anticipated. Uh, uh, yeah. And particularly uh, like the medical part and the military transition part, I felt OK doing that part of it. But, yeah, when I started looking at jobs and resumes and interviews and I'm like that's a whole another world that I have 
absolutely zero experience with it my entire adult life all i knew was military so yeah i i, I quickly my confidence quickly went downhill fast <laughs> i know what you're saying uh and and i always tell people you know i didn't have to write a resume till i was i think 42 years old which uh for a lot of people in the civilian were like what i'm like yeah 40 i was 42 years old that was the first time i was started to like from a from a blank piece of paper like what have i done what what can i do uh so it was rough um kevin how about you so when initially i was i was supremely confident i mean i'm i'm a warrant officer i'm a subject matter expert i've been in leadership positions you know for what 20 of my 22 years this is going to be nothing. And um, yeah, just like you, I was, I was 42 years, 42 years old when I wrote my first resume and then I'm like, Oh my God, what have I done? How do I translate it into, you know, that, that uh, language gap, you know, there's no lexicon between military and civilian. Um, even, even being educated with all the experience in the world. Um, I just realized how, woefully unprepared I actually was. Um, so that's why that's actually what brought me to ACP. Uh, I did the hiring our heroes fellowship. Um, but going into both of those, like I had a, like, this is exactly what I want to do. I was confident in what I wanted to do, but yeah, it just, it, the doors kept getting slammed. You know, yeah, and, you and don't just, get feedback or, or whatever else. Yeah. And, and then you kind of realize, well, you know what? Maybe I'm not what they're looking for. And it just it, it, you're constantly in that emotional flux between, oh, I got this. And what am I doing? Yeah, I no, I totally agree. Um, yeah, Leslie, uh, I think Kevin set us up good because I was you know, going to ask him, you know, starting with how ACP kind of fit into uh, their transition. I'm going to ask them that, but I wanted to kind of get your, your take from, uh, from your position. Your, your spouse has recently, uh, started going through the process. Um, what, what have you seen from, from your perspective? Uh, I've seen that, you know, you can plan and plan and plan and not always things, uh, line out the way you expect them to, especially with the, the changing market and the changing demand. Like for example, uh, on the spouse side, but also service member, pre-COVID, you know, during COVID, remote work went up and hybrid and whatnot, and now that's starting to retract some. So it's starting to take away some options of those that may be a little further away from large cities and where you may have been a great candidate before, you're no longer considered because, you know, you're outside of the range. So definitely seeing what Kevin was talking about, you know, just doors shutting or you know where you may have been a great fit before it's no longer an option because different factors i feel like your spouse might have a leg up on the transition because he has you in this corner with with your experience but uh what was one of the things that you told him to do first and foremost when he was thinking about uh transitioning so start early we started yeah. really early and pacing and you know um what he did was make sure he touched it a little bit every day, even if it was five minutes. And that just helped make it not such a large um, elephant to eat at, if you will. But starting early, especially the medical process, and just taking little chunks at a time to, to be able to digest it. I remember um, 
when you said start early that you announced uh, that your that your spouse was about to enter the the program, the ACP program. So uh, I think that that was a good recommendation. So um, so now I want to kind of ask Matt and, and uh, Kevin how ACP fit into their transition. So Matt, Matt, how did you come up to ACP, and and then you know how did you decide to use the ACP? So yeah, so for me. Uh, Kind of like Leslie mentioned that the medical at least was my initial focus. You know, you hear from a lot of friends that have gotten out that how how hard that process is. So that's immediately where I started doing that part. And then as I started to get the medical kind of uh, to a point where I felt pretty comfortable, I started think, well, yeah, what do I what do I want to do for my new career? So I came up uh, with a potential new career that I want to do. I got signed up to school and then I was on LinkedIn and I saw ACP and it talked about a program. You know, you could talk to people that were either in military or new military, you know, they're established in their uh, civilian career and they could pro uh, provide a mentorship. And I'm like, well, that, that's just sounded, you know, absolutely perfect for what I needed, uh, the kind of guidance uh, that I was looking for. And so, yeah, I signed up for, for ACP and they signed me up with uh, Tony Falbo, who was, she was just uh, absolutely incredible. She was perfect for every scenario that I, I needed in my in my transition. So I I, I can't imagine what uh, my transition would have turned out like without her without her help. <laughs> it's great to hear. Uh, Kevin, where, where did you stumble upon ACP? So through uh, the actually the TAPS classes, um, you know how they have all those different tracks. I had such no clue of what I wanted to do. I went through all of them. I literally took advantage of every single course that they had to offer some of them twice. Um, and I, when I finally decided that, Hey, I, I wanted to be a uh, management consultant or an operations consultant. That's all I wanted to do because I wanted to fix problems, go home. You know, I, I it, it, that was the path I wanted to go on. So I went through hiring our heroes. I went through ACP. I got linked up with uh, Damian Kuzma, who's uh, actually with, Deloitte, one of the firms that I was, I was looking at, um, he, he was on the, the, uh, financial side versus the operation side, but he had such great insight into everything that we were, you know, we, we kind of worked through my resume, worked through a lot of the, uh, um, you know, it kind of built my confidence up in what I was actually wanting to do. It was huge. ACP was a game changer. That was, yeah, that's great. Um, and so, you know, what, what was kind of surprising in this, you know, once you started uh, working with the mentor, like what was the biggest kind of challenge or surprise during your transition that you think that your mentor was able to help you along with? And I'm going to start with you, Leslie, because you also uh, are, are a former protege and had some really good successes um, working in the program. Yeah, so I would say um, retirement slash transition wise, the biggest challenge has been for us as a family landing somewhere where you're, you don't already have a built in community. Like you don't have a commissary where you might run into somebody that you knew from a previous installation. Like we're not close to a military installation. We're not close to military connected. So how do you even get to know people in your community. So that's been a big culture shock for us, I would say, as both kids in school, um, not being around all military kids, and, and then us as a family, just how do we make those, you know, how do we make those inroads, especially into a community 
that um, they're just used to kind of like born and bred here. So we are outsiders, if you will. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I think that for us has been a really big challenge collectively, the family. Yeah, for the whole family. Yeah, that's true. Because oftentimes, too, um, whoever's going out to work, at least they're they're kind of almost thrown into a, a new community. But the, the rest of the family has some challenges to, you know, fit in, uh, whether it be on in school or sports teams or whatever else. So I, I think or just having uh, friends to talk to. Right. So I think that's. Super- yeah, there's a little bit of uh, challenge of relating, you know, yeah. because life experiences are so different. Yeah. Matt, what, what was your biggest kind of challenge or, or surprise when you were transitioning? Uh, so one of them. So initially, I, like I said, I had a plan uh, of what I thought I wanted to do. I went to school to get that certificate. I went and did an externship up there. And the whole time I was talking with my uh, with my mentor, Tony, about, uh, you know, this career. And she was helping me along with that. She was setting up like informational interviews with some of her contacts. Uh, which helped me a lot to to get rid of those military acronyms, you know, to, to learn how to talk to people in a civilian in a civilian setting. And so that was all going great. And then after my externship, I was like, I don't really want to do this. It's, uh, you know, the commute's too far. A lot of different things worked out. I'm glad I tried it. And so we had to switch careers. And so I was panicking. I'm looking at my checklist. I'm 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 behind now. I'm a couple months off schedule. So, <laughs> but she was she helped me focus. You know, we. We redid the resume, talked about things that I like to do, how, you know, how I could help my community, help people. And she got me focused on a new uh, career path. And then she still helped me with those informational interviews to, to people that were related in my new career path. And so it just gave me so much confidence, uh, the interviews, the whole thing. She just felt she was confident in what she was talking about. And I felt that confidence and it helped me to stay focused. And even though I was behind my checklist, I was, uh, it was able to work out just fine. Uh, and, you know, your story is not uncommon, you know, where either people don't know what they want to do or or they change. You know, the great thing, at least with your story, is that you figured it out before you made a big jump. Um, you know, some people will transition <clears throat> a whole nother time after being in a job for six months. And that's hard on everybody. Um, but for sure, it was really great that you recognize that and then refocused yourself with the help of your mentor to kind of get get through that. So Kevin, how about you? What was, what was the biggest kind of challenge or surprise when you were transitioning? So this is going to be kind of a long winded answer and I apologize ahead of time. (laughs) So when I was, when I was going through the the fellowship program, like I said, I want, I want to be, I knew I wanted to be a consultant and uh, because I was too old, you know, for, for the demographics they were looking for doors kept getting shut. Like I mentioned, I was at a job fair. Tesla just fell in my lap. The you know I I met with the recruiters. I met with um, Mr. Blake from the Texas Workforce Commission. Had a uh, information session, a uh, uh, virtual interview with the recruiters. You know, submitted it. It was it. The job was just absolutely perfect for me. And you know, Damien, my mentor, he you know helped me go through my resume. Helped me kind of get rid of some of the, the nerves because he has worked with all these other industries. He had a lot of good insight for me, which, which helped, you know, calm me down, you know, a little bit. And we went through some interview questions and now that, that once I got into Tesla, what I, what I realized is the biggest challenge for me is I didn't have all the tools available to me um, that I had in the military. Like, 
um, whether if it's, you know, getting people to uh, leadership tools like, hey, you know, let's try it again. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. Well, when you do that, you know, in the military, well, I can, you know, keep it 20 to 24 hours. Every minute past their shift, that's that's overtime. So I, I, I lost some of those, you know, motivational tools. So, you know, relearning a lot of what the civilian life has to offer. I, you know, what tips and tricks I can take from the military and apply it to a civilian concept was by far my biggest challenge. And so uh, I wanted to ask each of you what, how your mentor helped during your transition. Uh, we, we've talked about it a little bit, but um, you know, how did your mentor help you uh, through your transition? Or what were the things that you're like, I don't think I would have been able to do this without a mentor, my mentor. But Kevin, I'm gonna go to you again. For me, it was having someone that I knew. He was, uh, you know, in the Coast Guard. I knew he was a service member. I knew he wasn't going to BS me. You know, he was going to be straight up and forward with me. And regardless of what I was going through, I knew that I could reach out, whether it was work, transition, anything related. And honestly, the the entire process, I don't think I could have done as well as I did without without having that person that I could still reach back to. And even though, and throughout the, the, the year of the, um, the mentorship, end up creating a, a good friendship out of it. And we still communicate, you know, once or twice a month and just kind of, you know, catch up, you know, talk work, talk family, talk everything. And it's good just to have that, that one constant in your life then when there's chaos going on, you know, at this day, this time, you know, you got just a few minutes to either share or vent. It's great. Uh, that's great. I think that's uh, that's one thing that we're really proud about our program is that it is, a you know, for some people, it's daunting to say, hey, we'd love you to, you know, keep up with this person for a year, you know, talking once a month or something like that. But um, but on the other hand, it is great to have that one person. Um, and, and I'll even say, you know, uh, what I have heard from military spouses, Leslie, is that, you know, maybe in your life, you're, you're it's the first time you have someone, you know, as your own personal cheerleader, whereas you're used to being the supporter in, in the family. Right. So was that your experience? Yeah. So um, let me briefly address what Kevin was talking about. What I've seen when certain in the transition part, when certain things didn't go as planned or didn't meet expectations, you still had that constant. The constant of the mentors there as a sounding board, as a safe space to kind of just talk it through, man, why didn't this go as planned? On the spouse side, as you're saying, we're so used to running the kids everywhere and picking up and moving whenever the military says. So in this situation, somebody is pouring into you and somebody's boosting you. So it can take some getting used to, but um, it, you know, it's it's well worth it if when you just get out of your own way and just give yourself permission to kind of focus on your journey. That's great. And Matt, what, what, um, what was your mentor? Uh, how did that help you in, in your transition? How did, how did she uh, get you where you needed to be? Uh, yeah, I mentioned a little bit earlier, but uh, like to, she helped me refocus to, to determine what my new career path was going to be. And it wasn't her telling me she was, you know, going over what kind of things 
do you like? What's important to you as far as what cont contributions do you want to do? You want to contribute to making your community better? Do you want to help an organization succeed? So she helped me find things that were important to me uh, in my career. And the informational interviews, being able to talk to professionals within that industry, just hear what was important to them. And just our practice interviews. I, I knew every uh, time that I talked to Tony, we we're going to do a practice interview. She might surprise me. It could be at the start. It could be at the end. But she wanted to see how I was uh, learning those answers to those questions. And when it got time to actually do the real uh, interviews, that was that was the, probably the easiest part of the process because I had felt so well trained and practiced on it that it was like, you know, it was like uh, cleaning a weapons malfunction or something like that. You, you do it so many times. It just it just happens. You just do it. So she really prepared me well for the interviews. <laughs> no, that's great. It's, it makes us all smile to, to see how much of an impact. Um, I, I'm going to turn to a, to a question because this question is from a, a special person that both Kevin and I know. Uh, Greg Besaw uh, asked us a question, uh, and Greg was also in the my company back when Kevin was in. So, Greg, first of all, great great to see that you're tuning in, and, and uh, it's great to, to hear from you. Um, but he wanted to hear a little bit about um, his questions here on the, the screen. Love to hear about reskilling experience from the group. So, yeah, I mean, this is maybe true for for you, and may may definitely be true to a lot of military people where they're doing something in the military that may or may not have a tra direct transition to what this uh, job in the civilian world, or they may not want to do it. Right? Uh, if you're driving a tank, there's not that many direct equivalents in the in the civilian world, or if you're in intelligence, maybe you don't want to do that when you get out. So can you guys uh, speak about uh, either your personal experience or what you've, you've seen people do to, to help transition in that way? Uh, maybe, Leslie, I, I'm going to ask you to start because give the other guys to think about it a little bit. But what have you seen people do or what do you recommend people do? Well, I, honestly, I think it all starts with the informational interviews that Matt was talking about, because um, you might take all this time and learn a new skill. But at the end of the day, is it something that you want to do? So start first with a lot of research and a lot of conversations to figure out if it is a good fit. If you like a day in the life, you know, asking what do they like about their job? What do they not like about their job? And with my mentor, we started with career exploration. And she called it window shopping. So it was just as important for us to eliminate what would not be a good fit as it was to really figure out what I would be and then go from there to find the resources. And, you know, our, our um, point of contact, the ACP, our operation associates, they can help you for resources to get reskilled. It, but it's first you got to figure out what would be the right fit. Yeah. And that's great, Leslie. Um, uh, Kevin, what did what do you think? Did you? You reskill much, um, or did you know of, of people that did? So logistics in the military is vastly different from logistics in in the civilian world. Um, so if you did, you know, supply here, it may be different than you know um, material management in in the civilian sector. So I just in Tesla, I've seen I see you know some of the best technicians are infantrymen, artillerymen, people that have, you know, just the, just the innate mechanical skills or leadership skills from what they've gotten in the military. As far as, as far as just a, like a broad brushstroke, 
there's so many tools that we got throughout the military, whether if it's mechanical leadership, um, critical thinking skills, that there, that there are so many things that even though it's not a clear, like square peg, square hole, round peg, round hole, there's so much that we have done that we are infinitely adaptable to things that we are actually interested in. So if someone is interested in a field that they don't necessarily have the, the experience doing that specific thing, they still have a lot of the skills required to do that job. It's going back to what Leslie said is, is finding someone in that career field, learning that additional stuff, um, the, 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 the niches of whatever function that is and see what you can, you know, extrapolate from your career and apply it to that new job. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, kind of people will say soft skills that, that translate really well. Um, Matt, were, did you have to reskill much? Well, you you actually reskilled and reskilled again, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my initial uh, career path, uh, I love the idea of to work at the at the VA to help veterans to work with veterans, and so I kind of looked on what positions were available there, and it looked like the the pharmacy they were way understaffed in the pharmacy, so I called the the manager up there, the supervisor, and it said, hey, can I get, come get a tour there? And I, I liked uh, the idea of uh, working in the pharmacy as a pharmacy technician. So I, I looked at all the resources uh, available uh, to go to school, to do the certification. And like I said, I did the externship and I loved the, everything that I learned and, and did as it ended up just being too far of a commute. And so then when I had to, to relearn uh, and, you know, kind of uh, find that new career path again, what was uh, important to me and uh, you know, for the military, you, you spend so much time helping and serving others. So I, I wanted to to find an organization that makes that contribution still. And so that's where I ended up uh, with the local law enforcement agency where I can, uh, I'm not uh, one of the ones that goes out anymore, but I, I can support them as they go out and make our communities better. But I will say there are so many resources, whether it's the federal, state uh, level, even county level uh, available to veterans if they do want to learn uh, new skills, certificates, uh, education. So yeah, I think if there are people that want to learn a, a new career path, there are options to help get that uh, those certifications. And I think that's important. That, uh, mentors are very helpful in that, uh, especially if you're trying to do something else to, to ask those questions of what, what courses should I take? What certifications should I get that will make me a little bit more uh, ready to join the workforce, especially at a, at a better level? All right. So in the beginning of this, I asked you to describe your mental state kind of initially during your transition. So my question is now, we've, we've kind of done a lot of smiling, but where, where are you now? Uh, how has you know, this process and uh, hopefully your mentor or mentorship affected your life? Um, and, and how do you feel about it? Kevin. So as far as my mental health, I think that I am in a better place than I've ever been before. Um, uh, about halfway through my transition process, I got really heavy into counseling. Um, and I dealt with a lot of the, the, the traumas of, of my past, not just, you know, war, but going all the way back to, to childhood. Because regardless of what our, our upbringing was like, there were still issues that affect us today. Um, and then when you add on the grief, the trauma, the stress, the traumatic in incidences that we have experienced throughout the military, um, 
you got to deal with it before you leave the military. I mean, that, that'd be the, the biggest, biggest takeaway because when you get out here, if you don't deal with it, you bring a lot of those problems with you and you just, it's a continuation of what you've always done. If you're going to do something different, like a whole new career, then do something different with a whole new mindset. So today I got to tell you my anxiety, depression, it is down so dramatically. I feel like an absolute new person and I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for just everything. I have such an appreciation for life now. Oh, that's great to hear. And, and I, again, I'm like almost like a proud parent because I knew you back when you were uh, first during, during the military. But Matt, how about you? Uh, I guess the word that what I would best use to describe where I'm at now is balanced. Cause I've noticed uh, when I'm usually there's four areas, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And I've noticed when I'm out of balance in one of those areas, that's usually in when I struggle, whether it's in my personal life or professional uh, but being able to find a, a meaningful job here with the, the Utah County Sheriff's Office, I have a three minute commute, which turned out to be a huge part of my transition process about being closer to home. Um, you know, I'm able to provide for my wife and seven kids and I'm able to do things, you know, I have to, to balance my life into in those four areas that are important to me. And when I'm balanced in those areas, I'm able to to succeed and be happy and successful. Uh, just like Kevin mentioned, uh, you know, I've I went through my struggles in all of those areas mentally too. I had to go uh, receive help and treatment to overcome some of the, the, the challenges that I've been faced with in my life. But um, I learned from those and I, I grow and progress. And yeah, I, I, I'm just so happy to where I'm at now. And I wouldn't have been able to do that without the help that I received from my mentor. That's great. Leslie, I, I'm going to let you kind of give uh, your uh, closing perspective on, on our discussion today. Um, first of all, I, I want to thank, Kevin and Matt for sharing and being so transparent and honest about, you know, your, your journey. And, and, and I'm so happy to see where you're at now and, and happy that ACP was part of it. But Leslie, I'm going to let you close it out. What, what do you, what do you have for us words of wisdom wise, or what did you learn today? Well, I would say what really warms my heart is that I see a, a comment that says, my goodness, do I need this conversation? And that's exactly why we put this together. So thank you from the bottom of my heart, Kevin and Matt, because what's most important is for those in the, in the thick of it to know, um, you know, you're not going through this alone. You're not the only one having these feelings. You're not the only one that is uh, feeling like, man, I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy enough. Like when I got my mentor, to be honest with you, I would delay having conversations with her. I would postpone it. I'd push it to the right because I thought, who am I? What do I have to bring to this conversation? Like, I thought I'd be wasting her time. But we're here today to share, you know, first of all, props to you for investing in yourself and, um, you know, taking a chance and letting somebody pour into you and look what can come of it. So Matt and Kevin, I hope you know that you're touching many on these calls and that you're hitting a mark because, you know, others are going through the same thing. Thanks. Well said, Leslie. That's all I have. Uh, I can't. I can't top that. So thanks again, everyone, for for tuning in today, and have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to another edition of ACP's Career Compass podcast. Tune in every week to hear more stories and conversations from our community. If you're a service member, a veteran, a military spouse, or if you want to become a mentor, visit our website at acp-usa.org. 
And if you'd like to donate to ACP so we may expand our reach to even more veterans and spouses, you can do so at the ACP website. All links to support ACP will be found in the show notes. Have a great rest of your day and thanks for tuning in.